This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bucks game is over. And now, it's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know, I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks pick up the win, 118-104. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with the day off. Ryan Horvat filling in. It is time now for the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show as the Bucks not pretty towards the end of that game in the fourth quarter. Bucks do run away with it in the final couple minutes. Giannis a little bit of foul trouble in the third quarter. Plays seven minutes, picks up four fouls, has five fouls to start the fourth quarter, has to spend the beginning of the fourth quarter on the bench, but the Bucks. Despite letting the Magic back in that game as they go on a 14-6 run to start the fourth quarter, cut it to 96-93 with 7.37 left. The Bucs then call a timeout, go on an 8-0 little run after that, thanks to Marvin Williams, who was excellent in this game. And the Bucs pick up the 118-104 win over the Magic. First-round playoff series in the books. Goes five games, one more than most of us had hoped. But the Bucs are on to the second round where they'll face off against the Miami Heat. We'll begin to preview that series, and we'll recap this victory again for the Bucs. 118-104 over the Magic in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So now is when it gets good. The Miami Heat, they swept through the Pacers. Granted, the Pacers weren't at full strength. I would say Oladipo in that series was about 60%. Malcolm Brogdon, he was just fine, but you didn't have Sabonis. And the Pacers were just killed on the glass, but also the three-point shot for the Miami Heat. I mean, the Miami Heat right now are playing really good team basketball. And there's a lot of analysts out there already picking Miami to advance in the second round and to upset the Bucs. I want to know what scares you guys most about the Miami Heat, if anything. And are you picking the Bucs in the second round of the playoffs? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can tweet at the show, at 1057FM, the fan. Or you can find me personally on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. If you don't follow me yet, 
please do so. Anything you missed today on this show, you could catch for free on the radio.com app. And you're going to want to download that as we continue with the playoffs here for the Bucs. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Heat. Now, the Bucs entering the bubble, not playing their best basketball, and then they get in the bubble and they weren't playing their best basketball. They had a lot to overcome. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Pat Connaughton weren't able to join the team right away in the bubble due to COVID-19. Now you're at full strength and you're knocking some of that rust off. Middleton finally plays a little bit better today. He was rusty. I mean, he was rusty at various times in the series. There was the game where he had three points going into the fourth quarter. Then he started to figure it out offensively, get hot a little bit. But the Bucs do pick up the win, 118-104. to 104. If you're a betting man, they do cover the spread, and the total goes under. So a good start to the day for myself. Uh, we'll go inside the box score. We'll be hearing from head coach Mike Budenholzer. I'm sure we'll hear from Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton as well uh, coming up. But the Bucs pick up the victory, win the series 4-1. Next up, the Miami Heat. Chris Middleton plays 33 minutes in this game, scores 21 points off 7-16 shooting, including 3-8 of eight from three-point land. 10 rebounds, 7 assists. So 21 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. When you extend Chris Middleton, when you give him that contract, these are the numbers that you want come playoff time. And we're going to talk a little bit about this Miami Heat series, and we're going to preview it. I think to advance over the Miami Heat, Middleton's going to have to give you 21-22 a night. He's going to have to give you 5 rebounds. He's going to have to give you 4 assists. He's going to have to play a complete basketball game. And uh, that's what he gave you tonight, 21-10-7. Turned the ball over twice. Had a steal in that game, stayed out of foul trouble, only picked up two fouls. Speaking of foul trouble, Giannis, seven minutes in the third quarter, picked up four fouls. How often do you see superstars? Now, this is the defensive player of the year, about to be a two-time MVP, pick up four fouls in one quarter. Now, Giannis offensively unstoppable again today. 28 points, 11-17 from the floor. More impressing, 3-6 from three-point land. Had 17 boards in the game as well. So in just 28 minutes, Giannis scored 28 points, had 17 boards, and three assists in this game. Picked up five fouls. Brooke Lopez also in double figures. He had 16, continues to shoot the ball pretty well. 7 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 4 from 3, had seven boards as well. Eric Bledsoe, 10 points, three uh, rebounds, eight assists. Ran the offense perfectly. If Eric Bledsoe takes care of the basketball the way that Eric Bledsoe took care of the basketball today, I think he could beat anybody. Again, he plays 27 minutes, 10 points, 3 of 7 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3. He didn't really have to take over that game offensively. Didn't really look for his shot a whole lot, but he had the 8 assists. And my favorite stat right there is just the, uh, the assist-to-turnover ratio today for Eric Bledsoe. 8 assists to just 2 turnovers. Take that every game. Had a steal in there as well. Wes Matthews played 23 minutes, played good defense, struggled from the floor. 1-9 uh, from the floor, 1-7 from 3. Had some good looks. Finished with two rebounds, two assists, three points. We'll get the rest of the box score coming up, and we will uh, go inside the Bucks locker room. Again, we'll hear from Coach Budenholzer as the Bucks back in action, and it was good to see today. A uh, little worried there that maybe the Bucks weren't going to be able to complete this season, and I completely supported the team for whatever they were going to do. If they were going to leave the bubble, that was completely fine with me. But I am selfishly glad that I'm watching basketball and that the Bucks are going to have a shot to uh, wrap things up and win a title this year. Now is when it gets tougher. All right, game one against Orlando. They came out flat, maybe overlooked Orlando a little bit. And then the difference, the main difference from game one to what we just got done watching is the final buzzer uh, wrapped up there in game five was defensively the Bucks looked like 
the team that they were all regular season long before they entered this bubble. Now, they're always going to be the team that gives up good looks from three-point land. Um, hopefully, they make some minor adjustments against Miami, try to run some of those guys off the three-point line. But we know that Coach Bud isn't going to make a whole lot of adjustments. He's going to take away the paint. He's going to take away the rim. And he's going to force you to beat him by shooting jumpers. Now, Miami's shooting lights out right now, so that's where I am a little bit concerned. But the Bucks defensively, the last three games especially, uh, minus the fourth quarter <laughs> when Orlando got hot there, have been a lot better defensively. And this is the team that we saw all regular season long. So the Bucs knock off a little bit of that rust. Now, that wasn't a great Orlando Magic team. Before they entered the bubble, that wasn't a great team, and they were without some of their best players. No Aaron Gordon that entire series as he had to leave the bubble. Uh, no Michael Carter-Williams, who congratulations to Michael Carter-Williams because he continues to collect checks and make money and remain in the league. No Mo Bamba. So they were beat up, that Orlando team. But uh, they they gave the Bucks a fight. Vucevic was good all series long. He was tough to stop. Now is when it gets interesting, though, because the Magic played you tough in a couple of those games, and uh, Miami's going to only play you tougher. Right now they are playing great team basketball. They've moved Kendrick Nunn out of the starting lineup. Uh, he's coming off the bench now. They've inserted Goran Dragic into the starting lineup. He's playing great basketball right now. Jimmy Butler isn't just a defensive stopper or slasher right now. He's shooting the basketball pretty well. And all their young guys have stepped up as well. Tyler Hero, and then they have a good collection of vets as well. Uh, Crowder and Iggy, they have the perfect team built to stop the Bucks. And the blueprint on how to beat the Bucks is out there. Obviously, you force Giannis to shoot jumpers. But if he's hitting like he hit today, three of six from three-point land, he's going to be tough to stop. And they're going to shoot a whole bunch of threes. So we uh, will begin to preview that. Again, game one coming up with the Miami Heat. But we'll celebrate a little bit as well. Bucks pick up the win, 118 to 104. Wrap up the first round. The Magic do steal a game, game one. But the Bucks on to the second round where they'll take on the Miami Heat. We'll go inside the locker room. We'll have defensive play of the game. We'll hear from Giannis, Coach Bud. All that fun stuff coming up here as we will be back here on 105.7 FM. The Fan again, Ryan Horvath filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Ryan Horvath filling in today for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. He'll be back after game one of the second round of the playoffs as the Bucks will be taking on the Miami Heat. They win today 118-104. Giannis, 28 points, 17 rebounds in just 28 minutes. Chris Middleton, 21 points on 7-16 shooting. Also had 10 boards, 7 assists. That's the kind of night you want from Chris Middleton. Time now for the defensive play of the game as Wes Matthews gets the steal, which leads to a Giannis slam, one of his many dunks today. Here's Fournay coming back on Milwaukee. He sees a wall, and the Bucks take it away. Great hands right there by Wes. He doesn't get enough credit for how strong he is when he puts his hand out there. Giannis, onto the Giannis to the rim. Wesley Matthews has had an excellent defensive series against Orlando. Yeah, Wesley Matthews defensively solid all series long today. 24 minutes, struggled from the floor, 1-9, but great defensively. Also had two assists, two boards, and three points. Giannis, though, the star once again, 28 points, 17 rebounds, including 
Also going three of six from three. Did pick up five fouls, four of those coming in the third quarter. Not what you want to see, uh, but playing hard defense again for Giannis and the Bucks. 118-104 winners. 414-799-1250. Now the question is, what happens next against the Miami Heat? Are you feeling good in that series? Do you got the Bucks advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the winner of Boston and Toronto? Or are you going to roll with the Heat? We'll go out to the phone lines. KJ in West Dallas. KJ, aloha. What's going on, brother? Hey, hello, my brother. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks uh, for listening to the show on a Saturday. What's going on, man? What'd you think of that game? Yeah, first off, I want to give my condolences. It's been the worst year of my life. Yeah. Man. And I uh, want to give condolences out to uh, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, who played Jackie Robinson, 42, uh, James Brown, and, of course, the iconic role of uh, Black Panther, the King. And uh, also lose, lo- uh, losing uh, Lute Olsen this week. And, uh, and then we find out that Cliff Robinson, yeah. a longtime basketball player, uh, passed away as well. So I- I'm ready to fast forward out of this year like yesterday. You know, so, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll, uh, we'll have basketball that will be continuous and uh, the Bucks will, you know, uh, get in the next round. And we'll have a good series. I I, I, uh, I thought the game was pretty good. It was, you know, kind of sloppy in places, like you mentioned earlier. But uh, my only concern was Giannis getting uh, in foul trouble. Uh, you know, I hope that's not a, a precursor to uh, what might happen in the next series with the Miami Heat. Because, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be a physical-type series. They've got Adebayo who can – defend pretty well and uh they got some pretty decent uh three-point shooters so we'll see what happens with that um what what was your take on today in terms of the way they played yeah i mean the first you know in the beginning in the first half i thought they came out with some intensity uh got sloppy there in the fourth quarter a little bit again they're gonna have to shorten up their rotations i think you could play 10 11 guys against orlando for those stretches but, I, I mean, you brought up the foul trouble with Giannis. If Giannis gets in foul trouble, I don't know that they could survive five, six minutes with him on the bench against a team like Miami if they're shooting lights out, if they're shooting 50%. And mainly, like, the other thing about Miami is they just killed Indiana on the boards in the in in the sweep. You know, in game four, I think they out-rebounded them by, like, 30 rebounds or something like that. So if you don't have Giannis on the floor for those stretches, that's the one thing that does concern me. If Middleton's yeah. able to play like he played today and grab 10 rebounds and score the basketball – and Brooke Lopez is hitting his shots, I think that they're scary. But if guys go in those stretches where they're not scoring the basketball, you know, where Eric Bledsoe's taking, you know, dumb shots, or Middleton's, you know, streaking, he's one of eight that game, and Giannis gets himself in foul trouble, I think that's when you get in trouble. Because I like some of these guys off the bench, Kyle Korver, uh, you know, I like Wes Matthews in the starting lineup. I'm hoping that Dante picks it back up. Marvin Williams was great today. If he plays like that, I think that they're all right. But, um... I, I do worry about the fact that they don't have as many guys as Miami that could create their own shot. Because even their shooters could create their own shot, guys like Tyler Hero. Yeah, hopefully uh, Bud will make the adjustments uh, on the three-point shooters. I mean, I, I, who knows? I mean, right, exactly. Who knows? So he, hasn't, he hasn't in his uh, in his tenure as head coach, not only in Milwaukee, but, you know, in Atlanta either. But right. we'll so see, man. We're not you know? sure what to expect. Right, we'll see. I mean, Miami... If they look like that, they're going to be scary, and like they did in the first round. But yeah. Indiana on the same – like Indiana, I think, after game three especially, I don't want to say they gave up, but they were just so beat up, 
and so worn out. And T.J. Warren wasn't the same player that he was when he had Jimmy Butler guarding him. Now that's the thing. Who's Jimmy Butler going to match up with in this series? I want to know who's going to guard who. We know how they're going to defend Giannis. They're going to build that wall the same way that Toronto did, the same way that Orlando tried to. But the difference is the defenders on Miami, Iggy, Jay Crowder, those guys, much better than uh, defenders than Vucevic and the guys in Orlando. James yeah, Ennis. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Ryan, they, they're probably going to try and put uh, Butler on, on Middleton for a while and see how that so, works. Yep. And then Iguodala coming in as well. He's a real good defender. So, I and mean, it's going to, it's going to be an interesting series, man. Yeah, they're is. going to have to defend and, and rebound. That's, that's going to be a huge key for the Bucks. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. KJ, thanks for the phone yeah. call, man. Talk Thank to you on you, Monday. Man. All right. Thanks, brother. 414-799-1250. Again, you can tweet at the show at 1057FM, the fan. We got a lot to get to, and we're going to try to get to it here in a short amount of time. And then uh, usually right now what we had planned was we were actually going to have a little Brewers pregame for you, but with the Brewers uh, starting here shortly and the Bucks wrapping up and us not knowing the exact schedule, um, we will still have – Post game tonight, so that'll be coming your way. So we'll be talking Brewers baseball as well. But we're going to get everything wrapped up with the Bucks here as they do pick up the 118-104 win. Again, for the Magic, Vucevic played 40 minutes today. was 9-25 from the floor. So you did a better job on him defensively. Did miss some good looks, but you played him much better defensively. Had 15 rebounds, 22 points. Uh, Evan Fournier had 18 points, 3-7 from three-point land, 5-12 of 12 from the floor. We'll go in the box score here shortly. One thing I wanted to get to was uh, this next round against the Miami Heat. Some analysts already picking Miami to win that series. And I want you guys to hear something that went down uh, during halftime on ABC of the halftime show. If you were watching the local broadcast on Fox Sports Wisconsin, you may have missed this. But one former player already picking Miami over the Bucks in the next round. So we'll get to that. All that coming up, it's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show here on 105.7 FM. The fan, Ryan Horvath, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. On the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. And see what your favorite players did in today's game. Presented by Otto's Wine and Spirits. Locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations. Autoswineandspirits.com. Pick and say Pro Hoops postgame show. Ryan Horvath filling in for Steve Sparky. Pfeiffer is the Bucks pick up a 118-104 victory over the Orlando Magic. As they'll advance to the second round. Take on the Miami Heat, who some experts already picking Miami. We'll get into that here shortly. Going inside the box score, Giannis plays 28 minutes, 11 to 17 from the floor, three to six from three, 17 boards, three assists. Picks up five fouls, four of those coming in just a short period of time. Scored 28 points. Chris Middleton played 34 minutes, seven to 16 from the floor, three of eight from three, 10 rebounds, seven assists, 21 points. So Giannis and Middleton. Both finished with over 20 points in this game. Brooke Lopez played 28 minutes, 7-12 from the floor, including 1-4 from three, had seven boards, one assist, 16 points on the night. Eric Bledsoe also gets into double figures with 10 points, eight assists, three rebounds, three of seven shooting overall in 28 minutes. Wes Matthews just 1-9 from the floor, 1-7 from three-point land, two boards, two assists, played solid defense, finished the night with three points in 24 minutes. Ursan played 13 minutes, went 1 of 5 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, had two boards, four points. Marvin Williams was excellent. 22 minutes, 
Played solid defense, 4 of 8 from the floor, 4 of 5 from three-point land, 7 boards, 12 points. 12 points, 7 rebounds on 4 of 5 shooting from three. I'll take that from Marvin Williams any night. George Hill, 23 minutes, 2 of 3 from the floor, 2 boards, 3 assists. He finishes the night with 11 points as well. Kyle Korver had 5 points in 12 minutes. Pat Connaughton had 4 points in 17 minutes. And Dante DiVincenzo uh, had his minutes reduced a little bit. He plays 12 minutes, 1 of 2 from the floor, 1 of 1 from 3, finishes the night with 4 points. So the Bucks get 6 guys with double figures. Giannis, 28. Middleton, 21. Lopez, 16. Bledsoe, 10. Marvin Williams, 12. George Hill with 11. So solid contributions from pretty much the entire team today. As far as the magic go in double figures for them would be Vucevic. He scored 22 on 9 of 25 shooting. Markel Fultz had 14 points on 6 of 14 shooting. Evan Fournier had 18 on 5 of 12 shooting, including 3 of 7 from 3. And then off the bench, DJ Augustine finished with 15. Terrence Ross with 13. So the Bucks 118-104 winners over the Orlando Magic. They have 56 rebounds in this game. They out-rebound the Magic 56-47. to They had the advantage there. They had more assists, 27-22. to They took care of the basketball, and uh, they shot 35% from three. Did the Bucks 45% from the floor. And they pick up the win. Next up, the Miami Heat. So halftime of that game, we had the ABC broadcast, as many of you were probably watching the local broadcast on Fox Sports Wisconsin. And uh, Matt Barnes was on the halftime show. And uh, here's what he had to say as far as the next round. They pretty much already had that one chalked up for the Bucs as the Magic do make a run there, make that a game, a three-point game in the fourth quarter. But at half, everybody had written off the Magic and had the Bucs pretty much penciled into the second round. Here's what former NBA player, current analyst Matt Barnes had to say about the next series. If the Bucks hold on and win today, they face Miami in the next round. Matt, how do the Heat match up differently than these Magic? Very well. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone in the world who could stop Giannis uh, the way he's playing, but they have a lot of dogs at the guard position that can definitely slow down the rest of that Bucks team. Jimmy has the young players, his young sharpshooters playing well, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. Goran Dragic is playing well. You know what Jimmy's going to give you. you got Iguodala, Crowder, Bam. I got Miami winning next round. <clears throat> wow. You know... So that's Matt Barnes, and, you know, I can't disagree. Jimmy Butler playing really well. Since Goran Dragic was inserted back into the starting lineup and Kendrick Nunn was moved to the bench, he's been playing great basketball. Uh, we take a look at social media. So I asked you guys, what scares you most about the Miami Heat? Do you have the Bucks advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals? We take to social media, and we see... Thanks to our friends at Hubie and Abraham. If you're injured, call Hubie and Abraham. Voted best rated, best year after year. Hubie and Abraham. Visit them today, Hubie.com. And we take a look as far as social media. And a lot of you, I shouldn't say a lot of you, but most of you are picking the box. But some of you, some of you do think that the Heat do have a shot in this series. We'll go out to the phone lines, 414-799-1250. Ram on the north side. Ram, what'd you think today? They struggled again. Big concern. In the fourth quarter, you mean? Or just the entire game? They struggled pretty much the whole game, going back and forth. I think they kind of overlooked, like, this was Detroit. This mm-hmm. team was nothing close to Detroit. Detroit last year, yeah. Yeah. The Bucks got mental softness. we got to, we got to accept that for what it is. Um, Miami's not going to play with them. They, they beat them uh, two out of three times, and one time without Butler. And then the time the Bucks, you know, they got to win. Butler didn't play, but Miami hung in there. I just think um, they just got better athletes, man. 
The Bucks are old, Ryan. They're, they're like the second oldest team. They're old, man. Yeah, the bench is old. I, I mean, especially and, the bench. Yeah. And and I think Miami is the number three, the number two three point shooting team, not one two player team, uh, behind Utah. And they get up to the fifty fifty ball. They hustle. Um, hey, man, you can't deny you got Pat Riley, your executive, and you got a two time NBA winning coach. Come on now. Yeah. You know, so I said Heat and five. The Bucks gonna struggle. They know how to stop Giannis. And the other thing I'll say this is that um, a lot of this is going to fall on Middleton and Bledsoe. And I just don't want to see the matchup with, with, with Chris Middleton and Jimmy Butler. That could be a nightmare. I just don't think he's quick enough to keep stable. So they got to find a way to do that because if Miami go four out, one in, like you said, Ryan, you once said they all can get the – I call it three-level scoring, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mid-range, hit a three, finish at the rim. Yeah. And if you can do that as a team, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna win some games. And then one thing Butler does, he does what Giannis does. When he's looking for his shooters, you seen Jay Crowder. Um, I want to say he lit the Bucks up that that one time they played in Miami. I feel like everybody's lit the Bucks up on that team. I mean, there was the game where Jimmy didn't even play. I mean, Bam's always really good against right. the Bucks. And then, yeah, we'll see. I don't see, like man. the rap that Jimmy Butler gets in the media. Um, he has that same type of competitive drive like like Jordan. It's just that he's been with some different teams. But Ryan, if you play on a team with cats is soft, what you supposed to say? Yeah, I mean, if well, you're soft and you you got to want to go hard. They don't want to go hard. That's why obviously that's why you're not in Philly. No, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Well, before that, it was Chicago, and then we realized yeah, how big of a mess that soft. organization you know, this is. New, right, this new generation AU guy that's coming in. Butler didn't come in with that group. Butler came in with the D Rose type. Right. So his mentality, he cut, he cut a little different. But you can be for sure that Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, and they got an all, they got an NBA Hall of Fame out here. They got a Mac, Bob McAdoo. I mean, Budenholzer, yeah, he did work with Pop, but he hasn't won nothing. Yeah, in the playoffs, he hasn't. I mean, this is huge. This is make a break for Budenholzer. I mean, he's going to be back next year, I'd say, regardless. But he's got to prove something in the playoffs, right? He's a great regular well, season well, coach. I think, Ryan, it goes back to, I just don't think we did right in free agency. We didn't. We, we weren't all right. No, we wasn't. We got to admit that. We wasn't all right. Um, it kind of reminds me of the book scene that Marcus Johnson played on. He's like, he's just there. He won two players away. That's what I see right now. But it's going to be an interesting series. But I think a lot going to depend on how you see this first game. And, oh, remember, Drogic is healthy now. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, their whole team is healthy right now pretty much. I mean, Kendrick Nunn is coming off the bench after, you know, everything that went down with him. and. Man, Dragic, Dragic has been really good in the starting lineup. Every, I mean, I everybody's starting. Duncan is. Well, that's the thing. Oh yeah, and Duncan Robinson, if he gets hot, I mean, that's yeah. They, they just got, got, got a sharpshooter like Hero that can finish. He can do everything that Duncan does. Oh yeah, well he could get in the lane too. He could penetrate. He could kick right. it back out. And right now, I mean, it all comes down to who's going to be the best player in the series. And we know that's going to be Giannis. But who's going to be the second best player in the series? Well, I don't is it going to be Chris Middleton that. or Jimmy Butler? Because we, we, we don't know if Giannis going to be the best player in the series because Bam. Can defend Giannis. He can pick Giannis up at half court. He can do that. We've seen him do that. We've seen Bam run I mean, down and block shots. I've seen him take Middleton shot out the air. Oh yeah. I've seen him block Bledsoe shot on the layup two times. Well, block- he thought he had a layup. You'll Bam- stand and run down the court. Bam's game is one of my favorite in the NBA because yeah, he could block shots. And he he's can score. He could rebound. And you could run your offense through him. Right. He's a good playmaker. He's got he good court vision like for Giannis. a big man. I completely agree. Ram, thanks for the call, buddy. Bye, I'll man. talk to you yeah. later. All right. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Tweeted the show at one zero five seven FM. The fan again. Going to social media on the halftime show, you heard it, Matt Barnes saying he has the Heat beating the Bucks in the second round. What concerns you most about Miami? Claxton says everything. 
Just the lack of energy. I don't know what it is, but the Bucks play willy-nilly around all game like it's a given W. Watch us lose this game five because we've been playing with no energy since halfway through the third. And he makes a good point. I mean, that is one thing that the Bucks do do is they let teams back into games. They need to get better closing out games, taking care of the basketball, defending the three-point line. We know what they need to take, what they need to do better, but we also know what they do really well besides win basketball games. Statistically, and historically, they're one of the best defensive teams in NBA history. And giving up the open jumpers drives me nuts. But, I mean, there's also something to it, depending if you're a basketball geek and you like those type of metrics. Uh, Dan says, if the Heat could shoot a high percentage of threes against us, that's what would make him nervous. Tone says, if they play like they are now, and he said this a little bit earlier on in the game before that run in the fourth quarter, should be a great series and the Bucks winning in six. Uh, as far as a lot of people concerned about guarding the three. Jim says we refuse to guard the three. That series probably goes seven games. I definitely think the series goes six or seven games. It's going to be a good series, regardless of who you think's winning it. 414-799-1250. We got Mike on the south side. Mike, what scares you most about the Heat in the next round? Uh, I'm not scared of the Heat. I'm not playing them. We need, yeah. Can we get a little positive behind the books? Uh, it's on the magic today. Mm-hmm. They tried for what the fourth quarter, almost tied it. Yeah, and they, then cut they it to went three, home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, this is a roller coaster here. Mm-hmm. You get on the roller coaster, you can't get off halfway through. That's why you play the games. Play, play the heat, and hope for the best. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen, I'm, especially because we've never seen a situation yeah, like this in a bubble if, before. If, I, if you can bring anyone with, that knows what's going to happen, give me the lottery number. Yeah, same here. Because same here, buddy. I can make back all the Sparky, money I just lost. Sparky predicted this would end today, and he was right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you keep predicting series coming up. Right. No, especially and right now, man. There's no home there's court so advantage. Much, there's so much uncertainty in the world. You know, mm-hmm. go ahead. I want to agree with what you said, man. We have no idea what's going to happen in the next round. We don't know. You know, usually I have a pretty good idea. Not that I any type of, not that I could, you know, predict the future. I wish I could. I'd be a lot better at gambling, and I'd probably be making a lot more money, to be honest with you. But um, every year we kind of have an idea who's going to be in the NBA Finals just because we just got done with the dynasty, with the Golden State Warriors. And LeBron James was in Cleveland. Well, he was in Miami. Then he was in Cleveland. Now he's in Los Angeles. So we always have a good idea in basketball more than any other sport. I can never tell you who's going to be in the World Series. I can never tell you who's going to be in the Super Bowl. But the NBA, we usually have an idea of the two best teams, right? Or at least three or four of them. You take out home court advantage. And like the last caller, like Mike just said, with all the uncertainty in the world right now, it's too tough to predict. We have no idea. Now, midpoint of the season, I said Miami has no chance at winning a playoff series. They just got done sweeping the Indiana Pacers. So I have no clue what happens in the next round. 414-799-1250. Mike's on the north side. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Uh, yeah, man. Hey, uh, the Bucks are going to sweep the heat. Mm-hmm. Four zip, and uh, Ram doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Like, you always call him with the negativity. Sometimes we just got to be positive. This is a good team. They didn't take the uh, the Magic that serious. 
You know what I'm saying? So right. we're going we, we to win four zip, man. We got the best player in the world. Did you see his jump shot today? He was wet. I mean, three come six, on, guys. Three or six from three. Hey, how about a couple of those dunks, man? He is just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but with the left hand, man. Oh, my so God. Please, please, please uh, ban <laughs> uh, Ram from ever calling again. <laughs> Mike, thanks for, the, thanks for the call, bro. Have a good weekend, all right? 414-799-1250. What scares you guys most about the heat, if anything? And if you're not scared... We'll take that positivity all night long as well. 414-799-1250. We're back next year on The Fan. Who stood out most from tonight's game? Who will they be talking about tomorrow? It's time for today's MVB of the game. Brought to you by Chevrolet. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. Bucks pick up the victory, 118-104. Big game for Giannis, per usual. 28 points, 17 boards for the defensive player of the year. Soon to be back-to-back MVP of the league. It'd be too easy to give him the MVP. It'd be too easy even to give it to Middleton. 21 points, 10 boards. But the Bucks had a 21-point lead trimmed to three in the fourth quarter. And they regained control thanks to Marvin Williams. So let's go with Marvin Williams as the MVB. Rather than Giannis, rather than Chris Middleton, your regular host would just give it to one of those two. That's too easy. Williams scored all 12 of his points on three-pointers and uh, also played some solid defense. So I'm going to go with Marvin Williams. Also solid today was Brooke Lopez. He had 16 points for the Bucs, who have now won four straight after they dropped the opener uh, game one against the Magic. They are on to the second round. They'll take on the Miami Heat. Brooke Lopez, after the game, Talking with Zora Stevenson. Brooke, we're going to get to basketball, but first I got to go back to Wednesday and these past couple of days. When you had this dream of playing professional basketball and being in the NBA, how much did you imagine you and your teammates would make history for something that had absolutely nothing to do with your athletic abilities? Yeah, it's something, you know, as a kid, you read about uh, moments in history like that, obviously. You read about Rosa Parks and MLK, you know, and obviously uh, I don't want to equate this to anything like that yet. You know, there's a lot of work to do. we got to keep that momentum going. But, you know, it was special to uh, be a part of what happened two days ago. You know, just I'm so proud of our guys, what we did, and to be the same lock, in the same locker room as my teammates, you know, it's something I'll cherish forever. But like I said, it's that's that's just the start of something. It's not because of that one thing, you know. It's something we got to keep going, keep the momentum moving every single day. I noticed a lot of extra time on the court. What kind of bonds have been built among the players as you guys are going through this bubble experience? Uh, it's, it's been incredible, honestly. You know, it's you know, uh, it's because for our team, you know, we really felt that we were close before the bubble and everything like that. But to be in here virtually by ourselves day in, day out through this whole process, we, we absolutely have grown even closer. And I don't think that's something that we really thought uh, was possible, but that's been a huge positive for us uh, throughout all this. All right, Brooke, Miami awaits. The second round is next. Hopefully, you guys have something left in the tank. You guys have something left in the tank. Can't wait, Zora. Thank you. Good stuff, Zora Stevenson, Brooke Lopez, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin, as the Bucks pick up the 118-104 win. 16 points for Brooke Lopez. Again, our MVP of the game. We're going to give it to Marvin Williams. Scored all 12 of his points on three-pointers, played solid defense. Middleton, 21 points, 10 boards, had a double-double for the Bucks. And Giannis also with a double-double, 28 points, 17 rebounds 
played the entire fourth quarter. Well, not the entire fourth quarter, but checked into the game in the fourth quarter with five fouls. Got to look like the Bucks were going to blow out the Magic, but we know the NBA and we know the Bucks and we know it's a game of runs. 74-53 they led. Uh, Middleton hit a three early in the second half. The Bucks led by 20 with about three minutes left in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look down, you start checking your phone, start getting ready for this Rockets OKC game or the Brewers. And uh, you look back up and you got consecutive threes by Terrence Ross hit a couple. DJ Augustine hits a floater. And before you know it, the Magic, the Magic around a 24-7 run. And it's a 96-93 game as Evan Fournier hits a three with 7.37 to go in that game. And I was never really worried, to be quite honest, because you had Giannis resting, you had the five fouls. I did expect the Bucks to pull away in a clincher. But the runs, that is one thing that does concern me about this team, is closing out games. And that goes back to last year, really, in the Eastern Conference Finals, when you have that 2-0 lead. Game three, you close that game out, and you're probably on your way to the NBA Finals. You know, Then you got multiple chances to wrap that series up. But they didn't close, and they didn't take care of the basketball, and they gave up open three. So some of the same things from last year in the playoff loss to the Raptors coming back this year and in this bubble do concern me a little bit, do concern me a little bit. All this coming after, uh, you know, the Bucks boycotted the last game, the first NBA action today since the Bucs uh, refused to take the court for the playoff game Wednesday uh, for their protest. So they looked pretty good, you know, after the layoff. They did look pretty good. DJ Augustine, as far as looking at what the Magic were able to do, finished with 15 points. So defensively, he didn't really give up a whole lot. Vucevic, he got his 20-plus today, but he struggled from the floor. Markel Fultz had 14 points. Terrence Ross, 13. But the Magic shot only 39%, 37-94, from three-point land. Problem with that, they went 5-15-41. I don't see Miami going 15-41 at all in that series, and only shooting 36% from three, which is still pretty damn solid, 36%. But the way that Miami shot the basketball against Indiana when they were shooting 40 42% from three and out-rebounding them, they're a scary basketball team. Uh, the Bucks outscored Orlando in the paint again. That's what the Bucks do. They get their buckets in the paint 42-32. to 32. They finished with 16 threes on 45 attempts, shot 45%, and they're heading back to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, Eastern Conference semifinals, I should say, in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 1986. Since the 86-87 te- uh, season, the Bucks are going back to the Eastern Conference semifinals in back-to-back seasons for the first time since 1987. Very impressive. We'll go inside the locker room. We'll hear from Giannis, who's still speaking with the media right now. We'll hear from Coach Bud as well. We'll take your phone calls, 414-799-1250. As the Bucks pick up the win, they advance to the second round where they'll take on the Miami Heat. A lot of analysts picking the Heat to win that series. Are you guys concerned whatsoever? We'll take your phone calls next year on The Fan. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Brought to you by the Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On The Fan. The Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Ryan Horvath filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, who will be with you guys for game one, which will be Monday, August 31st, against the Miami Heat. We'll have all the time set for you guys, and we'll give you all that info as we get it in. But 
Right now, the dates for the Bucks and the Heat series are set. Game one will be Monday, August 31st. Game two, Wednesday, September 2nd. Game three, Friday, September 4th. Game four will be on a Sunday, September 6th. Game five, if necessary, Tuesday, September 8th. Game six, Thursday, September 10th. And again, if necessary, game seven would be Saturday, September 12th. So game one, Monday, August 31st. 31st. Usually not here on Saturdays. Uh, it will be uh, on Monday. So that's a good start to your week. Bucks Heat. Are you guys feeling confident in the Bucks in that series? We're going to go inside the locker room now. We'll hear from Coach Bud, who just wrapped up with the media a couple minutes ago after the Bucks do take care of business, wrap up their series with the Orlando Magic to move on to the second round of the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Hey, bud. Uh, congratulations on the win, first of all. Uh, you spoke yourself over the last few days and said that everything going on with the social injustices is, is much bigger than the game of basketball. But with that being said, you had to come here today and play a playoff game and try and close out the series. What can you say about the professionalism of your guys to come out there and focus and, and execute the way they did after, after the last 72 hours and what's happened? Yeah, I, I will say still... Um, trying to end racial injustice and, and end racism and uh, make this world a better place is still more important than anything we did today and more important than us winning. Um, but um, I, I understand the question, I get the question, and I do think the professionalism of our group, the focus of our group, the ability to um, do what they've done the last few days, uh, along with the rest of the, the players in the NBA, the rest of the NBA. This has been a collective effort, and uh, and today our team was able to do something collectively and, and get a big win in the playoffs, which is not easy to close out a team. And just a ton of respect for the Orlando Magic players, their organization. Steve Clifford's a great coach. Um, just watched him for a long time. Have so much respect for Coach Clifford and their team. So um, you know, our hats off to them. Um, but yes, our players, their professionalism and their ability to uh, to come out and play today. Um, that's what we expect of each other, but it's still hard to do. Eric, name. I, I know we're talking about compartmentalizing there, essentially, but what what's going through your head as you guys get ready to tip off a game? I know as I was getting ready to cover it, I, I couldn't believe that basketball was back. Like It was tough to kind of even comprehend, especially after the conversation we had with you and Wesley before the game. So for you, as, as the game was starting, what's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, you know, you have your routines and, and to some degree they're disrupted today and, and there's a lot of things that, you know, are important that we talk about and address. And, and then, you know, you get a little bit closer and, and your routine and, and, you know, your preparation for the game starts to take over. And, um, you know, the coach isn't that important, but, you know, I we all have our, our things that we start thinking about. And so I think that allows you to get into a little bit of a mindset and, and focus um, on the game and what needs to happen. And, um, you know, once the tip goes up, it's, you know, you kind of fall back into uh, to a little bit of a comfort level and what you've been doing for a long time and, and what we're here to do um, in addition to, you know, fight for uh, racial justice and ending all the, the problems that we have. Speaking of the game, I guess, just what do you think of Marvin today off the bench? I mean, it's hard to put into words. Uh, you know, I, I think the team's ability to respond, uh, it got cut, I think, to three points. And, um, you know, I think that stretch, if, if I 
you know, there were a couple big offensive rebounds, which I think Marvin was one of them. Then he hits a three. He takes a charge on the other end, hits another three. Um, you know, so there is just like a, you know, uh, a great kind of, uh, you know, example of multiple winning plays, um, stepping up when you need somebody and, and responding when the game got tight. Joe Varden. Was it either strange or did you feel that when you walked back in there? Like, what was it like to just kind of be back in there again? Yeah, I, I actually wondered which locker room we'd have today. And, um, you know, I think going back in there and just, you know, walking into that space and um, remembering what our players did. And, um, you know, I think the phrase being on the right side of history, you know, our players throughout the NBA being on the right side of history. There's been a lot of conversations the last two days and um, the, the solidarity and the unity that, you know, our NBA players, our NBA owners, um, it's impressive. And, and you felt something going back in there. You, I think you'd be dishonest if you didn't admit that. So um, maybe it was a good thing. Uh, going back to game one, I mean, you guys weren't playing very well. Now you've, you've won the last four. How, how do you feel like the Bucks are kind of coming along through that? Better. Better. You know, I think um, we still got a long ways to go. Um, you know, we'll take some time and, you know, just digest, uh, you know, winning and finishing a series. And at some point, you know, players get, get a little more time. Coaches, you'll have to flip to, you know, a very, very good Miami team. Um, and I think, you know, defensively, we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction, offensively moving in a little bit better direction. And, uh, but we're going to have to be a lot better um, against a really good Miami team. Uh, Christos from Greece. Hello. Congratulations on the win. I would like to ask you, first of all, how different was the last four days inside the locker room, about the atmosphere inside the locker room? And second question, uh, you're going to change the approach of the game to the series against Miami Heat. Having a tiny, a little bit of trouble hearing everything, but, you know, I think the atmosphere of the locker room the last four days, you know, it, it's felt more like, a, you know, a dining room table or living room or a, a place where we can gather and, and have a conversation and talk. And, um, you know, and then the family gets bigger and you have, you know, other groups that come together and um and so I, I don't know that locker room is the is the appropriate one but there's just a lot of i think a lot of determination to try and um, make good decisions you know ultimately the decision to continue to play to continue to um, push for change and come up with concrete um, things that both you know the bucks organization the nba players association and the nba together um you know i think there's there's you know i think real real um, change in the immediacy and change going forward and that's been great to feel and be a part of and um, I, I, I'm not sure the question about Miami we'll, we'll we'll figure that out sometime later tonight or tomorrow and um, have a ton of respect for them and, and um, it'll be a great great opportunity great challenge Eric name uh, I'm curious, what did you think of Giannis as this series went on it felt like Steve is just such a good coach, and he always switches up the looks that you're going to get, the doubles and everything they're going to do defensively. How do you think Giannis handled that, and how do you guys think you adjusted it to it to make it easier on Giannis? Yeah, I thought Giannis was was really good. You know, I think offensively, 
you know, particularly Giannis from game one, even though we played, you know, poorly and didn't play well, I, I thought he had a great kind of approach. I thought that the reads and the decision, no matter what, you know, they were doing from game one to game five and his ability to play unselfishly and trust his teammates, um, you know, while it can always be, you know, if he were out here, he'd say he's got to get better and, and, you know, he can't um, and he will. Uh, but there were different looks. There were different things they did. And I thought his teammates responded well. And, um, you know, we're going to have to continue to do that going forward. I would ask the same thing about Chris. I know they really threw a lot of, at him as well with the blitzing on pick and rolls, with the doubles in the post. How do you think he kind of handled that through the series? Yeah, you know, I thought he got better. And, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of focus on Chris and, um, you know, how important he is to us. And, you know, I think he's such a smart player. I think he got better and better. And, um, again, collectively, we played better around Chris. You know, we, we've got to play around Chris. We've got to play around Giannis. It's all of us together. So, um, you know, we're, we're hopefully getting better. And, and, you know, we know we got a long ways to go. And that was Mike Budenholzer after the game. Again, the Bucks do pick up the victory, 118-104. to 104. Um, And Chris Middleton, 21 points, 10 boards in the uh, victory. Bucks had a 21-point lead. Gets trimmed all the way down to three in the fourth quarter. Marvin Williams scores 12 points. Uh, all of his points on three-pointers. Brooke Lopez, 16 points. The Bucks do end up wrapping that one up. Uh, Chris Middleton after the game. Again, 21 points, 10 rebounds, does have a double-double. Now, with these uh, post-game interviews now in uh, the new normal, they do them all by video, Zoom video conference. So we'll give this one a shot. Here's Chris Middleton after the game. Hey, Chris. Uh, last game in the fourth quarter, certainly from a scoring perspective, you got going a little bit. Uh, so tonight you sort of had the complete game with scoring, assists, rebounds. Uh, where are you at from a comfort level? And, and did you feel like this was your best performance of this series? Maybe so, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, uh, you know, it was a great series. But after, um, you know, the statement we made, we made last game, I really don't think it's right, um, you know, to talk about basketball. I mean, um, I feel like we made a huge statement as a team together. Um, and I think more, um, I should talk about that rather than basketball today. Lori Nickel. That said, Chris, you know what it's like to play through fatigue. You know what it's like to play through travel and adversity. How hard was it for you to to kind of switch gears and, and be a professional and play with everything that's been on your mind? Has that been difficult to change that over? I would say it's, it was very difficult today. I mean, um, you know, we had an extremely long couple of days, just a lot going on emotionally. Um, physically, you could add that too. Um, but the thing I love about this team, um, about this league, is that we all stuck together. Um, we had, you know, in-depth conversations. Um, we backed each other up. Uh, we didn't leave one person, um, you know, standing by himself. Um, we all stuck together, um, just like a brother here should do. Uh, Joe Varden. Well, I had a basketball question, if you don't want to answer it. Probably not, yeah. Um, what was it like for you? I, I asked about the same thing. And I told him, you know, history happened that locker a couple days ago. So what was it like to walk back in there just, you know, if you, for the first time since you guys had done what you did? I mean, um, it was weird. I mean, um, I definitely don't think when we initially made that, you know, um, statement that we weren't going to play that day, that it will be, you know, as big as it became our, our, our history. But I think at the end of the day, we were proud of what we did. And, you know, that decision that we made, we were, we were proud of that decision. Um, we truly felt that, you know, it wasn't the right day um, to play a game. And for many reasons around this country, around this world, that 
you know, we believed in something, you know. Um, our, we, we've been raised, um, we talked together about, you know, standing for what we believe in and fighting for what's right. And I think that last game, um, that was exactly it. Uh, Tanya, go ahead. When did you guys start to realize that what you did was spreading and that the Brewers canceled their game, the Packers had a victim, and all the rest of the teams were doing? It was somewhere in the midst while we were in our locker room. I mean, um, I would I would be lying if I said, you know, my head wasn't spinning at the time. Maybe a lot of other guys were because it was a huge decision that we had to make. And, you know, Spoke on it one day um, during my team meetings that something like that had to be done in the 66 or maybe something like that with Bill Russell. So, I mean, um, you know, we had that in, I mean, this the locker room, um, what was going on in the locker room. We were just trying to figure out how to take advantage of that time that we weren't playing. Uh, you know, speak to the people that we need to speak to and figure out what needs to be done and what we could do um, from our end. What did you learn about the power that you guys can have? I think we, I think we realized that we do have a voice. We do have a huge platform in basketball here, um, but I think we realized even that even more um, by what we did. Um, you know, with the rest of the league, um, the rest of the leagues around the country, um, a lot of people paying respects and you know, standing standing up for you know social injustice and um, police reform. I mean, we did find out during that meeting in our locker room um, that our state legislator in Wisconsin had not met for four months, um, and they meet on Monday. We've heard that in the past, most times they just, you know, got in and got loud without really discussing anything or, you know, trying to, you know, really make change. And on our end, we want to speak to that. We want to make sure that, you know, they, they listen to us um, and they, you know, really talk about this police form that needs to be passed to the Senate. Gary Washburn. What did you take going from everybody in the playoffs, the All Star, where guys have gotten together? Those meetings were like 100 plus guys for the first time in the room. Um, what did you take from those meetings and what did you guys learn about each other in terms of these gatherings and all the opinions that were in that room? That everybody has opinions just like us. I mean, um, they all have different stories, they all have different backgrounds, they all have different paths. Um, and the frustration was definitely heard, heard um, in that in that meeting in that ballroom, um, which we all expected. And I think it's important for everybody, you know, to get in a room like that, especially air out their feelings, um, and then come back, you know, with cooler areas. I think what's the smarter thing to do also, and go on the same page about what we need to do, what we can do um, by using basketball here. Again, that's Chris Middleton. He finishes the game with a double double, over 20 points, 10 boards. Good stuff from Middleton, and now he's going to have to do that again in the next series. When they take on the Miami Heat, Game 1 will be on Monday, and we'll have that uh, full schedule posted for you guys coming up a little bit later, including tip times as well. Another big game for Giannis, the MVP, soon to be MVP of the league, we would figure, a defensive player of the league as well. He spoke after the game as well. Yeah, I Obviously, the last time we spoke to you, you know, I had asked you about the Jacob Blake situation, and you was kind of in blackout mode, focused on basketball. But this platform now and this generation, like the athletes now, you guys have to deal with different things like the stars of the league didn't have to, being informed on these type of issues. How are you dealing with that where understanding, hey, I, I need to know what's going on, but still focusing on basketball while, you know, making stances as well, but still doing your job? Obviously, when you ask me about the situation about Jacob Blake, um, you know, I wasn't aware of it. Um, obviously, you know, whenever I play, start playing playoff game, I just delete my social media so I don't get on it. Uh, but yeah, you asked me a question. I told you, you know, I'm going to go look at the, you know, the clip, you know, get aware 
clarify the situation a little bit more. Obviously, unacceptable. It was unacceptable. You know, I was uh, able to talk to his family, talk to his family as a team. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's tough. Uh, you know, we talked to his family, as I was, I was saying. We were able to feel what they were feeling. Uh, we talked to his dad. And uh, I think that was one of the biggest things that I've done as a basketball player in the bubble so far. Uh, it was powerful. We came together. It touched. It touched me as a you know as a person. Um, and as I said, you know things like that going on in you know in Wisconsin and not in the street and the city we represent. You know is unacceptable. We go out there and try to represent the city the right way. Uh, things like this cannot happen back home. Lori Nickel. Hi, Giannis. I'm sure you want to keep a lot of that conversation private, but is there anything you'd be willing to share with us since it was obviously moving for you, the conversation you had with Jacob Blake's family? Uh, obviously, yeah. Try to keep private, you know, what we talked about, but one thing that moved me as a human being was that you know, if you really want to, you know, accomplish something and get something done, you, you can. You know, we were able to, you know, get his family's number uh, in within like 30 minutes, and uh, we came together as a team. We were in a circle, talked to his dad, and his dad was telling up, telling us how powerful what we what we did that day was for him and his family. And man, that's that's being the basketball to me. You know, that's that's being the basketball. Like, obviously, there's gonna be games that. Come in, you score 30 points, 35, 50, whatever the case might be. But that, that like, that you're going to remember the way we felt. We're going to remember the way we felt for the rest of our lives. Right. Zora Stevenson. Just to keep going with that, uh, Giannis, Jacob Blake's dad actually went on TV talking about the fact that he let his son know what you all had did, and it brought, like, a rare smile to his face as he's continuing to fight for his life. How much do you embrace the responsibility you have and realize the impact that you all can have on people as athletes? It's it's amazing, you know, the impact we have, the platform we have, um, you know, to people outside the league, to people in other leagues, it's big. And uh, we're able as a team to speak out and uh, say what's on our mind and say what we believe. And, you know, the NBA allows us to do that. You know, uh, the NBA helps us with that. Going back to play, uh, Jacob Blake's father, you know, I watched his uh, interview. Uh, it was funny. It was touching. Um, as I said, the, as much as he said that we, you know, did something for him, we impact their lives in a way. I think that family impact our lives. You know, in the four or five hours we stayed in the locker room. Um, yeah, man, it's big. That's that's been my day. That's been my day. Mark Stein. I'm sure being back in there today brought back a lot of stuff for you guys. How challenging was it just to play today? Um, you know, it was challenging. Obviously, we said we decided as a team that okay, we're going to do this. Uh, we also decided as a team to not play that game, to sit out, to uh, be with one another, to talk about to talk about the issue, uh, to encourage one another. 
uh, to hold on to one another, and uh, we did that as a team. And you know, we had the uh, we had the players players meeting um, two days ago. Or, yeah, two days ago, we decided that we're gonna come and uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna play as a team, and uh, we're gonna try to represent the city of Milwaukee the right way. And uh, you know, we believe that being out there on the court can bring more awareness in our issues outside the court. And you know, as I said, we decided we're gonna play, and now we're focusing. You know, how can we uh, win the championship? So that was Giannis after the game. Again, the Bucks do pick up the victory. They're on to the second round of the playoffs where they will take on the Miami Heat. And uh, we will be covering that all week long. Game one coming up on Monday. We'll have all the dates and times uh, posted on our Twitter page if you want to give us a follow at 105.7 FM, The Fan. Or you can follow me personally at Ryan Horvat as we wrap up the show here. Uh, we will have some Brewers uh, coverage as well a little bit later on in the night as Christian Yelich has just tied the game up with the Pittsburgh Pirates, bottom of the first, that game tied up at one now as Christian Yelich just hit a solo shot his eighth of the season. So game tied up at one. Coming up, we will have the uh, Pella Windows, or the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show as well. As Tim Allen with the night off, I'll be in, and we'll be recapping this one. So talking some Bucks basketball now as we wrap up the show with an eye on the Brewers as well, tied up at one, and we'll have that coverage throughout the night as well. That'll do it for what was a decent day for the Bucks. 118-104 as they get the victory. Sloppy towards the finish, but the win's all that matters as they'll take on the Miami Heat in the second round with a chance to go on to the Eastern Conference Finals and play the winner of Boston and Toronto. Game one of that series coming up tomorrow. I'll be back tonight. And back Monday morning, 5 a.m. bright and early as we'll recap the Bucks and Brewers, a busy weekend, and a little Packers training camp as well to talk about on Monday morning. Again, one last time, Bucks with the win. 118-104 over the Orlando Magic. They wrap up that series in the first round in five games. Orlando season comes to an end. The Bucks will meet Miami Monday. We'll be back tonight for Brewers wrap-up here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.